US equities on the rise once more, even more so in Europe. And it's not just the tech stocks this time. Why? Is it a case of no news is good news? Is anyone too concerned or surprised that Donald Trump doesn't pay too much tax? Will a deal be struck on Brexit? And will the RBA cut interest rates next week? Or is it a bit too soon? All those questions and more. It's the morning call from NAB for Tuesday, the 29th of September, 2020. Good morning. Well, big rises in U.S. equities this morning, 1.6% for the Dow and the S&P 500, 1.8% for the Nasdaq. We've seen big rises in Apple, Tesla, Alibaba, HSBC and JP Morgan, other banks too, and energy stocks as well. Zoom, though, uh, 1.5% down. Does that mean we're all going back into the office now, so we don't need them as much, perhaps? Uh, with this risk-on mood, the U.S. dollar has lost a quarter percent mid-session overnight. It's climbed back a little, and it lost it again. Uh, against that, a half percent rise in the Aussie dollar, a 0.7% rise in the pound. The euro is also up 0.3%. Equities in Europe also racing ahead. A 3.2% rise in the DAX, 1.5% for the FTSE 100. Minor movements in bond yields. They're largely forgotten about. Gold is up 1%. Silver, 3%. Brent crude over 1%. WTI crude, 0.8%. So there we are. That's what's happening this morning. Tapa Strickland is here today, Director Economics for Markets at NAB. So uh, why this fresh spurt in uh, inequities? Is it the expectation still that the Fed's going to do more? Is it the, the, the strong recovery that we're seeing in China that we saw over the weekend, even though uh, it's not really happening to any great extent anywhere else? Or is it just month end? Or is it a bit, bit of a mix of all of those tapas? Uh, good morning, Phil. Uh, yes, it does seem a bit of a mix with all of that. And there wasn't a huge amount of new news or new data overnight. So most people were attributing it to no. month end and quarter end flows there. Uh, but just worth noting with the S&P 500, although it's up around 1.6% so far, it's still down 6.2% from its September 2 high. Uh, and uh, there are a few people attributing some of the moves towards uh, a little bit more optimism uh, for a um, another US stimulus Package And as you were discussing with Ray uh, yesterday, uh, there were some weekend reports around that. Uh, but um, Pelosi, mm. the House leader, uh, did say today that she had talked to Treasury uh, Mnuchin, uh, sorry, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin uh, today and yesterday and uh, hadn't really found too much uh, room for agreement yet. Um, uh, She said when he's ready to come back to the table, we're ready to have that conversation, but he has to come back with much more money to get the job done. Uh, So at least at this stage, uh, um, it still doesn't look like a uh, agreement on another US uh, stimulus package is uh, near yet. And uh, a lot of the conversation in Congress is turning to uh, the Supreme Court uh, nomination pick and also to the uh, debate coming up tonight. Yeah, what's going to be interesting, isn't it, which is actually, uh, yeah, tonight in the United States, it's it's uh, late morning, tomorrow morning, our time, isn't it? Uh, but uh, president's, uh, the president's tax record's obviously going to be, <laughs> be a part of this because the New York Times has reported that he paid no tax in 10 of the last 15 years and the year he was elected, he paid just $750. He is, of course, saying it's uh, fake news and it's all depreciation and tax credits. Uh, but it just shows, doesn't it, this whole election is going to get messy and I wonder whether that's going to Okay, more uncertainty. And you'd think if that was the case, then it would boost the dollar and hold back equities. But they, 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 exactly, we're seeing the opposite of that today. So uh, interesting that p- perhaps it's a sign that people are going, well, yeah, of course he's uh, not paid much tax. You know, <laughs> maybe it's just no surprise. 
Yeah, well, I guess for a lot of people out there, uh, this uh, um, notion uh, that he didn't pay too much in the way of tax probably won't change uh, the mind of a single mm. um, hardcore uh, Trump voter. But I guess at the margin, it could affect the swinging voter. And I guess uh, that's where we'll be looking quite closely at the debate tonight. Uh, we've recently been looking yeah. at the polling in the key battleground states. And versus uh, 2016, uh, Biden is still slightly ahead, uh, but his lead has been shaved a little bit in the those battleground states. So there is still an avenue uh, for uh, President Trump to get re-elected uh, yeah. come November. And I think Mark is going to be looking at this quite closely. Well, yeah, look at Florida, for example. I mean, Joe Biden was leading by six points mid-June. Now it's down to less than two points. So it has closed. Although the national picture is still a 7.2% lead. Uh, so that's that's a lot of catching up to do. But uh, never say die. And if you, look, I, uh, I, I looked at a few betting sites today. I didn't put any money down. But if you put $5 on each of them, uh, you'd lose out if Joe Biden wins. Uh, you'd you'd lose about one dollar forty. But if Trump wins, you'd, you'd gain a, a dollar. And bookies seem to know these things, so that's maybe a, a, a sign. But who knows? Look, uh, let's look at some. The only bit of uh, hard economic data we did have uh, the Dallas Fed manufacturing survey. Not that hard, really, in terms of data. But that was for September, much higher than expected, though, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Uh, it came in at thirteen point six uh, from eight, and against nine point five. Expected, And just um, harking back to our conversation just before about the U.S. election and some uncertainty there, those, uh, trawling through that survey, there are a number of anecdotes just pointing towards our election uncertainty weighing on activity. And uh, I think that is a potential um, that in the next uh, couple of weeks uh, that um, if there is continued uncertainty over the trajectory for the election, then that could start impacting on economic ac- activity until it is resolved through the election and uh, post-election. Right, but there was an indication, wasn't there, that actually, you know, it might be higher because there's, there's some hope that Trump might actually win. Oh, in, in, indeed. There's uh, one quote here, and I'll just read it out. Um, a Trump win will cause our business to boom. Um, so uh, amongst uh, some, in the, some in the business community, uh, they're uh, anticipating or would like a Trump, uh, resi- uh, a Trump re-election. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, who knows at this stage we really don't know do we look the pound uh, is up on hopes of uh, that last minute Brexit deal that something is going to be struck although the uh, the FT in uh, in London in the last couple of hours is saying both sides are digging in over the internal market bill that, uh, that Boris Johnson introduced but uh, conversely Michel Barnier saying that there's been an improved atmosphere so who knows I mean we do know that they're going to bunker down next week into the tunnel and um uh, yeah, but the pound could be setting itself up for a fall, though, couldn't it, if, the, if there isn't a deal, because it's, it's rising on the optimism that something's going to happen. Oh, indeed. And there's three factors really uh, creating a bit of volatility with, with pound at the moment. So one, as you're noting, uh, the UK-EU trade uh, negotiations. And just uh, in, in that vein, it was reported in the weekend press release that uh, the UK Chancellor had warned Prime Minister Johnson against the adverse consequences of a no-trade deal. Um, so at least mm. some in the Cabinet uh, thinking that they do need a deal, and that's adding to a little bit of optimism there, and that's helped our cable grind higher. Uh, the second one is on negative rates. So um, the yep. Bank of England seems to be pretty mixed there. Um, the deputy governor and the governor seem to be on the side of going against going into negative. Uh, deputy yep. governor Ramsden said overnight, we're not about to use them imminently. It will take time to do this work. And he uh, sees the effective lower bound for the bank rate in the UK at 0.1. So he's not going into negative. It falls up to him. Uh, but opposed to that, um, you had an external BOE MPC member, Tenorio, on the weekend, uh, saying uh, that um, the evidence on negative rates was encouraging and that there had been 
full pass through of negative rates into lending rates in most countries. So the BOE is very divided in terms of that, and that could create a little bit more volatility in terms of the pound going forward as those arguments get uh, washed through. And then the third factor is uh, the Times reported last night that the government is contemplating a harder lockdown in Northern England and in London. Now, nothing was announced um, overnight, but if that were to to happen, then um, obviously that would be a negative story for cable. Yeah, they're thinking, aren't they, that thinking about perhaps a two-week more severe lockdown where you you can't meet friends and uh, go out and it's almost like going back to how they were in March. So what about about the Aussie dollar then? Uh, Picking up more than the US dollar fell. Uh, Obviously, we saw the easing of the lockdown in Melbourne. That might have helped to 16 new virus cases on on Sunday. Uh, But do we also think uh, on the back of that, the RBA is going to cut interest rates next week or they're going to delay it or maybe not do it at all? There's been a concerted effort from Martin Place within the press to uh, push back the timing of a rate cut to November from October. And there were some pretty uh, strongly directed articles uh, that came out. I think it was last Wednesday and last Thursday. So uh, markets are now pricing in November as being more likely for an RBA rate cut there. Uh, one major bank yesterday did change their call from October to, to, to November, and the Australian dollar did rally on the back of that. Uh, in regards to whether the RBA does uh, cut rates, I think uh, there has been enough steer from um, Deputy Governor DeBell uh, to say that it is uh, highly likely the RBA will cut rates at an upcoming meeting and you'd have to say the steer given by by journalists in mm. the know suggests that he's likely to be in November. So is, it, is that what's driving the rally or is it just, I mean, the, the Aussie, it, seem, it seems to get down close to that 70 cent mark and then it uh, it quickly turns away. It's not been over 70 since July. Yeah, you'd have to say it's a pretty good uh, support level around that uh, 70 cent level mm. there. Uh, as you're saying, the uh, US dollar weakness overnight uh, did help yeah, as well. Absolutely. Well, look, coming up, we get consumer confidence and the advanced goods trade balance uh, for the United States. We get German CPI, economic confidence for the Eurozone. Uh, the Fed's John Williams is going to be speaking at a, a Treasury market conference as well. Um, anything there of, of significance we should be keeping an eye out for? Uh, obviously, we've also got the presidential de- debate, but that's that's late tomorrow morning, our time. And, and on that, I noticed the, the anchor is uh, from Fox News, which is the president's favorite TV channel. So he'll be very happy about that. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, in terms of the data that's coming up, not a huge amount of uh, top tier data out there. Uh, Amongst the kind of conversation out there about whether inflation is going to pick up or not, uh, the German CPI and the Tokyo CPI might be worth uh, having a look. Uh, Both of those Mm. are expected to record a negative. So in fact, deflation. So uh, at least according to those two economies, that doesn't look like uh, inflation is on the horizon. That's likely to keep rates low for a very, very long time. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. Good to talk, Tapas. Catch you again very soon. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. And that's Tuesday. Well, obviously not quite, because there's quite a bit of it still to go. But that's it on the morning call. I'm back again tomorrow morning, though, for another one. I'm Phil Doppy for NAB. See you then.